welcome everyone as Fantastic Geek talks the upcoming Marvel Studios shows on Disney+. Plus. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Yes, a number of offerings on the way from Marvel to Disney+. Plus. We're talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're talking WandaVision. We're talking Loki. Maybe some more. The interesting through line for all of them, of course, is uh, what had been planned. Now plans have been turned asunder uh, in that uh, <laughs> coronavirus has run through all three in terms of production. Luckily, no one that we know is is uh, ill or anything like that. But uh, certainly we'll be providing lots of uh, concrete details here. We'll be providing, hopefully, some good prognostications for the future. But the biggest X factor... Uh, is, of course, timeline for all of this stuff. So, Pete, let's dig into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Clearly the one that was the furthest along, the one that was planned to come out first. They were talking August, September-ish. Probably not going to meet that at this point, although they haven't punted from it. Yeah, and this... Six episode offering, I think I think there's a couple of ways to approach the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a show. First of all, uh, obviously has perhaps the biggest um, potential TV show buzz coming out of Avengers Endgame. Uh, on top of that, I mean, just in terms of story and all that, on top of that, you know, all of this, all these shows are about selling and maintaining uh, Disney Plus subscriptions. So I think... To whatever degree that there was the big push to get subscriptions that started uh, last November, the idea is not to now have a whole bunch of stuff hit in November. The idea is that you don't ever question when your annual renewal date comes up if you went for the one-year plan, or to be so happy after three years that you switch over to one-year plan, or if you're going month to month, you're just constantly dazzled, or if you fell out during the summer, you come on back for you know Falcon and... Uh, Mando and Wanda and Loki and so forth. Uh, but as you say, Pete, it, it and we'll get into the timeline in a couple of minutes, but almost impossible that this show will meet the August deadline. I would suspect they will, and, and we've talked about this before, that they would shift the Mandalorian forward and that they would spot Falcon and the Winter Soldier behind it in the place originally reserved for the Mandalorian. That is considering, of course, they're able to get far enough on the post-production work when it comes to Mandalorian, although they seem to have uh, a far greater lead time. Um, Of course, the Mandalorian, another Disney Plus show that we podcast, and just a note, we will be podcasting each of those shows Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki through their own independent feeds eventually. Indeed. <laughs> well in advance of when the shows actually are uh you know have a have a scheduled release date and whatnot. Quick rundown for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in terms of cast. I'm sure most, if not all, of our listeners are aware. Obviously Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, aka Falcon, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Uh, interesting twist revealed last summer. Daniel Brohl back as uh, as uh, Baron Zemo, uh, and also I think a great use of an underused character, Emily Van Camp, back as Sharon Carter. 
uh, and then the new introduction, uh, Wyatt Russell as John Walker, uh, aka U.S. Agent. So I think the the vague shape of how things will start to uh, start to form themselves for the six episode storyline there. And you know, past the titular characters there, uh, Baron Zemo and Sharon Carter made for this type of offering. Uh, yes, they were in Captain America Civil War and they provided enough there. But now to be able to expand and become regulars in a six episode limited series, it's really tailor made for those types of characters. So all of these episodes are being directed by Carrie Skogland, who has recently worked on Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead, the main show, uh, The Punisher, Handmaid's Tale. So some real top pedigree there. Uh, the show had started filming on October 31st, 2019 in Georgia, uh, and uh, coronavirus forced filming to suspend in the middle of March 2020. So quite a ways through, but if you don't have, you know, the climax to episode five, if you don't have most of episode six, if you don't have the important character set up in episode two that leads into episodes five and six, things like that, then you kind of you can't cobble together a season, even if you do have most of it. It's true. And in terms of Skogland, you know, you mentioned Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. Um, I think a really good pedigree in terms of the type of action that's going to be offered here. I had fallen off Fear the Walking Dead and gotten back into it. And as it remade itself and became far more of a action-oriented show instead of we're going to tell how the zombie outbreak happened for four episodes and moved into you know an, an actual zombie show with action set pieces and you know stuff with crashing helicopters and jumping off of hospitals and just really really big pieces civil war has been on the past couple days on uh, on cable and just reminded of, of some of the great action pieces in that film, particularly featuring Falcon and Winter Soldier, and really interested to see what they're going to do on this TV platform. I know that uh, for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's been reported that uh, they're spending $25 million an episode. I do have to wonder if that comes with a little bit of an asterisk. I think of Mandalorian, which you know, is using a different uh, approach, obviously with Mandalorian, a lot of it in the, uh, the virtual uh, led space there, but you know, you name a number, is that because your total budget you're dividing per episode? But let's say in the case of Mandalorian might've been $40 million to set up the technology to troubleshoot it, to get it going. And then there could be, there could have been some episodes where, you know, it's a slightly more modest shoot, but you're dividing, that $40 million across everything for, in terms of development and all that. Uh, I know, however, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mean, that's a show that uh, had planned and partially was uh, successful at filming uh, in a variety of locations, even outside Atlanta. So, uh, you know, the idea of this being, you know, a $125 million budgeted movie, if you will, albeit one that is six hours long versus two hours, I expect to see that up there on up there on the screen. Um, and to pivot off of that, I know S Sebastian Stan 
has said, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to dig deeper, to talk about the characters more with those six hours. So that has me wondering, Pete, will we have hour-long episodes or will they be kind of shorter the way some of the Mandalorian ones were? It's interesting to think about. And I look forward to how do you draw the distinction between the Marvel TV that's come before, much of which exists on Disney+, Plus, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, apart from that on Netflix, but you've got Inhumans, you've got Agent Carter, you've got Runaways. Um, and then how do they make it its own thing with these marquee characters from film? Well, I think one way is, as I said before, the the expanse of where they're filming uh, this, hopefully not to the detriment of the production. This has been a production that's had some bumps in the road. They definitely filmed in Atlanta through January, so November, December, January. They had planned to film uh, for two weeks in Puerto Rico, and that was canceled slash suspended due to earthquake damage. Uh, I would assume maybe they said, oh, we'll come back at the end of the shoot. Uh, then they went to Prague in the beginning of March, got four to five days in, and then had to suspend there due to coronavirus. Sebastian Stan estimating that two to three more weeks of shooting are required. Yeah, and will they, if this continues to drag on, find some way around that? Until we've got a vaccine, if they can even develop one, it's it's going to be touch and go. So, Pete, what do you think the future holds in the short term and the medium term? Obviously, they can be editing existing stuff. Ditto for visual effects, albeit at a slower pace. You know, uh, what what does the future hold? We're, as you said before, we're probably not meeting that August deadline. As states are opening up here, it's going to be interesting to see. I know California's, uh, you know, moving towards going back a little more uh you know, closer in the future. We live in New Jersey here and uh, seems like it's going to be a little bit on the East Coast, some of the harder hit states. But, uh, you know, really couldn't tell you about Prague. Do you do you try to find, you know, a, a really lightly staffed closed set that you could do that? Do they bring in some of the Mandalorian technology and, and borrow that? within the larger Disney umbrella. Um, I think it's going to create a situation where they're going to need unique solutions if they're held to any kind of deadline. I mean, they needed the big hit with Mandalorian off the bat. They got it. I think the pressure is down. However, Marvel taking over this TV mantle, they need a really solid offering and they need it soon. So, you know, I think we'll get it in 2020. I think the longer we go, if they haven't drawn up some alternate plan, we'll start to hear about it. It is interesting that you mentioned that Mandalorian uh, technology there uh, with the LED light cage. And, you know, obviously nobody planned for coronavirus and so forth, but you think... For Falcon and the Winter Soldier to take the entire production, including your two stars, and to go to Prague. I mean, you think of some of these great international locations. I mean, Game of Thrones comes to mind. How can you take that show away from some of the Eastern European 
uh, cities that they used for uh, King's Landing and so forth. I believe it was the Spanish desert uh, that you had Danny caught in in the beginning of uh, season one, things like that. On the one hand, there's no substitute for reality. Flip side is here you have in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you have a production that is on that might not be able to go back to Prague right away, as you say, versus can you get a couple of people in Prague to go shoot all the angles you need with 3D capturing ca uh, cameras and so on and so forth, whatever it might be. Can you then send them to visual effects people who can render them from every angle as needed, et cetera, et cetera, and do that at a fraction of the cost and then have Stan and Mackie stand in a light cage and go, look, the cliff's over there. Oh no, the, the, here comes the army, you know, whatever it is. That gives you a whole lot more flexibility than we need to take 100 people to Prague. Look at it this way. They have so much that they've already been able to film. So I'm really confident in this creative team. They will figure a solution the longer this stretches. Um, check out the Disney Gallery uh, documentaries beginning tomorrow on uh, Disney Plus. Be able to see the Mandalorian and how they did that. It, it really is clever and uh, it, it's reshaping film. Well, and certainly we'll be talking more Mandalorian stuff on our Mandalorian podcast, but keeping it in the Marvel Disney Plus family here, we'll now pivot to WandaVision. Uh, similar pedigree, certainly. Uh, its original plan, six episodes, uh, aiming to come out sometime in December. Uh, and, you know, that is a show, obviously everybody knows Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, Paul Bettany as Vision, surprise, surprise, um, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, uh, they, of course, announced Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, Cat uh, Dennings and Randall Park and, and Catherine Hahn as well. No, no major news beyond that at this point. Um, the question, well, let, let's, let's start with this. It's all being directed by Matt Shackman, uh, who has had fairly recent work on Mad Men, Game of Thrones, Fargo, It's Always Sunny. That's a super impressive resume. Mm -hmm. And to think with all three of these productions, we've seen footage. I mean, that Loki stuff was filmed days before the Super Bowl. Remember the Super Bowl, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember worldwide sports broadcasts? Um, you know, I, I kid, but that they had footage that they had enough to send out and, and sizzle the audience. And this show is going to be so very, very different than Falcon and the Winter Soldier in terms of what it offers, the way in which it slots in with this overall cinematic universe. And there's potentially the argument that we could see WandaVision maybe well before Falcon and the Winter Soldier or maybe well after. Let's start with the filming. A little bit murky as you dig into it. It was reported that filming started November in Atlanta, but it's possible some scenes were shot in L.A. in September. Uh, they definitely had a wrap party on March 1st, but production in some capacity was still underway when production was shut down on March 14th. So what do you make of all that, Pete? I think it's a race between the two of them, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, who can get the last pieces of the puzzle and be in a situation to, to be ready to go. Either 
would be suitable. You're, you're talking about uh, Avengers in both uh, categories. So they're, they're going to have that cachet. Um, not as if Loki wouldn't, but that's obviously so much further behind. Um, so whoever gets it done first and, you know, whatever way you can get it done by hook or by crook. I know the original plan uh, was for WandaVision to come out early 2021. So let's just put a month on it. Let's just say for the sake of argument, January 2021, which would have been several months before its direct tie-in, uh, which is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which, of course, uh, Wanda will be in. And part of the cachet of WandaVision is it directly informs at least her character, if not the story in uh, Doctor Strange 2. However, Doctor Strange has been pushed from May 2021 to March 2022. So that's another factor there. Yes, Disney Plus needs its content. Yes, they have this plan of adult skewing uh, top tier content, whether it's uh, Star Wars content or Marvel content. Uh, but this this idea of you get to the end of WandaVision, again, let's say original, original concept, let's say it starts in uh, in January, you finish up those six episodes sometime in February and go, oh my goodness, only a couple of months, maybe even as early as you know the first Friday in April until we see Doctor Strange 2 and we find out what Wanda does next. Now that you know we're talking 10 months difference there, does that impact when WandaVision comes out? Timing is everything. And just as a quick aside, could you imagine if this outbreak had occurred anywhere in the middle of the uh, Infinity War endgame cycle there? Going from either a Captain Marvel or a, a Black Panther, and then this happens, and how that really might have scoogotched what they had, or even a, a Spider Man uh, Far From Home. At least it's happening here as they're beginning these shows. So obviously, the, the health of uh, crews and casts important. You deal with what you can control. You take care of what you have to get done, find new ways to do it if need be. And uh, when they produce it and, and when it hits, obviously it's a, it's a fresh slate. Um, apart from those in and out connections that you're talking about. And of course, when it comes to all the movies, Matt, our listeners know they can check out the Marvel movie podcast by Fantastic Geek with every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ready to go. Yeah, and probably uh, in the in the near future, we'll talk about the many dates that have changed for Marvel Studios films in light of Corona. Uh, but let's now move, Pete, to the Loki series, which has much less information surrounding it due to its later start. It, too, scheduled for six episodes. Uh, and it was eyeing a uh, an early 2021 release, so maybe a little more breathing room there. Uh, the only kind of major cast member who we know uh, his role is, of course, Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Uh, more recently, indeed, in the in the the early days of shooting, uh, revealed that uh, Sophia DiMartino, Owen Wilson, wow, wow. And, and uh, Gugu and Batha Raw will be in it. Uh, she recently of um, Morning Show. So, I mean, top, top pedigree for this production as well. I think a lot of people, 
perhaps most surprised to just see Owen Wilson show up, uh, at least on our perspective, not, um, not, uh, you know, not like one day on set, they were like, look, Owen Wilson, be in this. Wow. <laughs> wow. Indeed. Um, Pete, I'll add, I will assume given, uh, the previous two shows that, uh, director Kate Heron is directing all six episodes, but to my, to my eyes, that has yet to be completely, uh, completely confirmed everywhere. Although I think IMDb was leaning in that direction. IMDb not always hundred percent perfect, but you know, that that's, that's what we know about the Loki series for sure. Right. Other than the fact that it will deal with the Loki that stole the Tesseract in Endgame, who is now alive again, different version of him, of course, going through time. We've seen all sorts of uh, hints at the 1970s, the the Jaws, uh, you know, marquee and Times Square. The one piece of footage that we've gotten seems like he is wearing a uh, a prison jumpsuit seems an awful lot like maybe it's the time variance authority uh from the comics uh whatever it is it's gonna promise to be as different from the others as they are from one another and i think fun in its own way i mean to get this anti-hero and to give him a show somebody as popular as Loki, Tom Hiddleston's take on this character, going back to Thor, Matt, going back all the way to 2011. It's crazy to think he's been this character for nine years, that he held down the original Avengers movie, and now that people have this soft spot for him and and he gets this show. And in terms of its timeline here, I mean, you mentioned him, uh, debuting all those years ago, uh, he'll probably cross that cross that ten year mark with the character when it does come out. Uh, if it was scheduled for early twenty twenty one, I mean, however you want to define that first three months, first four months, one would assume reasonably that it would meet that. I mean, even with special effects and music and sound and all that that needs to get done, uh, and even with let's assume. Uh, let's assume charitably maybe 10 weeks underway filming. Um, and, and that's probably even a tad much. It's probably closer to like five, five or six. Um, you know, you just assume that once things get up and running again, that's enough time for them to meet, uh, for them to meet somewhere in early 2021. Yeah. And, you know, less so than the others, not so much the, the race here, but, once things return to some sense of normalcy as far as setting up a schedule. I mean, the big issue right now, not being able to have these big film crews. So do they get really creative in terms of, all right, we can shoot with the minimum number of people. We're going to space them apart. It will meet all sorts of SAG after rules and all the other associated unions as far as protecting people and then being able to get it done. Uh, Or are they truly going to have to wait until some kind of phase three, the, the untalked about phase four, where we go back to complete and total uh, normalcy. Certainly time will tell. I know we will be keeping a weather eye towards the, uh, the developments for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki uh, as time unfolds, both on this podcast feed and fantasticgeek.com. And always just, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's dire times right now, but it's fun to set aside the worries of the world and uh, wonder 
how will uh, Falcon go up against U.S. agents and things like that? Show's got to go on. And Pete, our show continues to go on because of the support of those who go to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. So get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek with the PH all one word takes just a dollar a month to get yourself into that exclusive level, helping us put out this and the 19 other podcast feeds we currently have through Apple podcasts can't contribute this month. We certainly understand with the economic downturn right now, but you could get over to Apple podcasts, leave us a rating or review helps us immeasurably. All those fun incentives there on the Patreon page, but there's one Pete that's always a freebie that's talking to you on Twitter. How can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-L-A-R, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,319 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. Well, I know, Pete, that we will be talking about these Marvel Disney Plus shows just as soon as there's more information. If you're listening to the Pop Culture Podcast uh, by Fantastic Geek, where all our podcasts go, uh, we have some goodies planned in the next couple days, so certainly stay tuned there. But for now, Pete, we'll say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. It's time. Good night, sweetheart. Till we meet tomorrow Good night, sweetheart Sleep will vanish out